0: This is your ultimate life podcast with Kellen Flukiger.
1: Hello and welcome today to your ultimate life. This is the podcast focused on helping you create a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy by serving with your divine gifts. Today we're episode 714. I have a special guest and I'm excited. I got to appear on his podcast. His name is Richard Kaufman and we're going to talk about how to create that ultimate life, how to eliminate fear and how to do cool stuff. Welcome to the show, Richard.
2: Welcome, my brother, and thank you. And by the way, I just want to let you know that your episode is the most downloaded episode that we've had yet. Why do you suppose that is? I think it's just because your handsome face.
1: Ah, I love it. Yeah, thank you. Good answer. Well, then this will obviously be my most downloaded episode because of your handsome face and the American flag and good stuff. All right. Thank you for being on the show today.
2: Oh, it's my honor, and I'm truly grateful. I love learning from you. You've taught me a lot since we became friends. We were actually on another podcast together. I think it was um, a trivia podcast, and that was really fun. So it was nice to get to know you besides just on our each other's shows.
1: Yeah, I'd forgotten about that trivia one. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. That's, I think, where we very first met, isn't it? Yeah. All right, cool. So I want you to tell my listeners... Now your listeners, what you do like, who is Richard and why are you doing the labor of love? That is a podcast. What are you about in the world?
2: Well, it all go back um, to that question. Who is Richard? Um, that is something that I had to figure out. And because I didn't know who I was, I actually had a suicide attempt and, and, um, Memorial Day of 2012, because for the 23 years prior, I was Sergeant Kaufman in the United States Army. But once I got hurt and lost my vision, they say, you can't see, you can't shoot. So we don't need you anymore. And when they finally discharged me, I didn't know who I was. So, you know, at that that time, I attempted suicide. Thank God it didn't, it didn't pan out. Um, but that was the day that I had to figure out who was. Richard and now the Richard of today is a two-time best-selling author um, top podcast host speaker I speak around the world but most of all I'm the guy that if you're having a bad day I got your back um, my shoulders are big enough where I can take on my problems and your problems because I'd rather hear your bs than your eulogy so that's what I, that's that's where I'm at right now um at And I love, you know, being on shows like this, like your show, because everybody is struggling with something. And sometimes people don't know, well, who do I talk to? I'm that guy. (laughs) I'm the guy you can reach out to that, you know, will will always call you back at 3 a.m. I'll be the guy that answers the phone if you're struggling with anyone.
1: That's a tremendous, generous, heartfelt, huge, beautiful offer. And I want to reiterate it. So I have had the chance to listen to talk to visit with Richard on his show and another time. And besides that, we spent some good time talking before we actually recorded stuff and he's telling the truth. He will do that. And his heart has grown because of his struggles. And that is a, just a powerful truth. People, uh, you know, I talk on my show about, finding your divine gifts and serving with your divine gifts. And people often say, oh, I don't know how to find my divine gifts, blah, blah, blah. How do I define them? And you know what I say? I say, look to your pain. And so here I have Richard who says my shoulders are big enough to help you. And where did that come from? It came from your pain. Yeah,
2: I love and, that. Yep, And you know, my mess became my message. And that's why I figured, you know, cause sometimes, um, I'm not an expert by no means, but I've talked to a lot of people on my show and I realized that, you know, usually when an adult acts out, it's usually because of trauma between the ages of three and 13. And then if you add alcohol to the mix, you add war to the mix, or, you know, you add just life to the mix, it becomes a perfect storm. And nobody can tell you how to get out of the perfect storm unless they've been there. So I'm the guy that's been in the perfect storm and I'm willing to reach my hand down and help you up and give you actionable steps to do things instead of just saying, hey, get up, straighten yourself out, you know? Because when you tell somebody that's struggling with something, just get over it. You know, it's like telling a deaf person to listen, listen hard. It doesn't work out, you know what I mean?
1: I do, and I love that. And, and you know, it's I love that you said that. And some people say, well, you know, and and they they create things like how do you how do you know you can do any good and and I don't know I want to hear your answer Richard how do you know you can do any good but I want to say something first and here's what I want to say when people ask me that question I always say I don't but I know I have some experience and I know I have some tools and I'd like to try so what would you say when someone says to you what good would it do to call you or talk to you? Yeah, I know you've had some problems, but why would that help me?
2: For, for me, it would be because, you know, it's easier for me to talk to somebody that's wallowed in the crap, the same crap that I've been in. Because I know, I know what it feels like and I know what it, um, you know, I know how it is. And even if you call me and I do nothing but listen, I think that 80% of the suicides can be prevented if they just had somebody that was willing to listen and active listening, not just listening, but active listening. So for me, I don't have, I might not have any answers. Maybe I don't need to have an answer. Maybe I just need to be that guy that, Hey bro, I'm having a bad day. Can you want to chat? Let's have a cup of coffee. But you know, and I think that would save a lot more lives than just calling in uh, some suicide hotline and, and talking to somebody and not getting any results. You know what I mean?
1: I do. I had the opportunity to be on a podcast uh, that, and the lady had a book I know you have a couple and I'm going to have you tell us about those in a minute. The name of that book was suicide and sequence. And you can look that up on Amazon, her podcast too. And I always plug everybody all the time cause there's enough misery to go around. But anyway, she had a really interesting story about that. And she always wore sequins and she actually lost someone dear to her, uh, through suicide. And so her perspective is from the other side of having, having, uh, suffered that Richard, what drove you to write some books?
2: Uh, well, because when I was, I I got 33 years clean and sober now. Um, and when I, first got hurt and it was 12 years ago i didn't know where to turn to there was no books out there for me you know military books that can tell me i said i mean there's a lot of great military books about war and all that stuff but i didn't find any books that were like hey you know this is where i am this is where i went this is how i can help you know if you're struggling with depression or alcoholism so that's why i wrote the book but most of all i wrote the book is um At the time that I attempted suicide, I had a six month old daughter. And after I I failed attempt, um, I wanted to leave a legacy. I wanted to let her, you know, write something. So when she knows, you know, 40 years down the road, you know, was sitting down with her kids. Well, this is is the book that grandpa wrote. This is what grandpa was about. This is, you know, where he came from. And this is how he affected some of these people's lives. So it, it became more about helping people but also building a legacy.
1: What's the name of that first book?
2: It's called A Hero's Journey from Darkness to Light. It's my story, but at, on the end of every chapter, it has a teach, teachable moment. And then the last two chapters are, what does suicide look like? suicide and depression look like? It's not what you think it looks like. And what does addiction look like? It's not what you think it looks like. So it's actually the last two chapters are actually a teaching book. So where you can actually start reading the book and start looking around and see, Hey, are my kids struggling with depression? Is my husband an addict? And I don't even know about it. So it's more of a teaching book also. So it's, it's all about providing value.
1: I love that. And thank you for taking the time to write that. I appreciate your heart and putting your love and your vulnerability and willingness to share those things for legacy purposes, for service purposes, for teaching purposes, because you know, there's a million of those books out. And I mean literally a million. You know what? I welcome every new one because every new voice is a little different than the other voice. And it's not the same as some other book you read or some other book that's been written. It's different. And your voice, Richard will, will resonate with some group of people more, better, more authentically, more powerfully than anybody else's at the right time. So thank you for doing that. I really appreciate it.
2: Yeah. And like I said, it's, it's hit number one, twice on Amazon. I'm really, really blessed. It has a lot of great reviews. And by the way, um, for your people that are going to purchase it, I make $0 off it every 100% of the proceeds go to help veterans struggling with homelessness and post-traumatic stress disorder. So everything is paying it forward.
1: So I didn't even get to that part yet. I want to ask you a question. The premise of, of my podcast is this ultimate life thing and that, you know, that can be a really squishy, weird, Oh yeah, whatever or yeah, it's it's easy for you to say, or yeah, I could have that if I have a lot of money and so forth. I define it a particular way. It's a life of purpose, prosperity. And I use that word on purpose because it's so much bigger than just money, purpose, prosperity, and joy that you create by serving with your divine gifts. Now, that's just the definition I created because it works for me, and I like using those principles. If you defined the ultimate life, whether you're on the way or you're already there, how would you define
2: it? If when you go to bed at night, if you can say, wow, I really helped somebody today. I really helped change somebody's world today. Um, My family's happy. My wife is happy. My kids are happy. Um, that for me would be the ultimate life because what are we really here for? I mean, we're not here for the accolades. You know, we're not here. I mean, money's great. Yes. It's, it's But people don't realize that it's a currency. It keeps moving. It's a tool. Um, but so that's not the ultimate answer. So for me, it's, you know, it's all like my friend Gary Vaynerchuk, when we had lunch together, uh, there's one thing he talked about was, you know, that's your legacy will always be more valuable than your currency. So for me, for the, living the ultimate life is not what, what people think about me today. It'll be what people think about me 50 years down the road. If I made a difference in this world, if I changed the world, if I made ripples in the currents, That that's what the ultimate life is for me.
1: I love that phrase. I'm going to repeat it. Your legacy is more important than your currency. So many people think that stacking up piles of anything, fill in the blank. You know, money, cars, houses, Bitcoin, NFTs, who cares? Is is the thing and the you know, the kind of car they're driving or the the pictures they can take inside of their house. You know, that's all the impressive stuff. And it it's fun to have and coming from someone me, a place where I had all that, more money than I knew what to do with and and all the rest, it doesn't create happiness. And so what you're saying is a true thing. And I want to agree with it and emphasize it, your legacy, even your short-term legacy, like this week, what did you leave this month? What did you leave this year? What did you leave? And then that accumulates into one, two, five, 10, 50 years down the road is far more important than the currency. And your currency is both your money. It's your social credit. It's your influence. All of those things are currency, but they only matter if you do something with them. And you create yeah. some valuable output, so I love it. Your ultimate life for Richard is going to bed knowing you helped somebody today.
2: Yep, and you know also I think for me um, I'm I'm a big gratitude guy. You know, before I go to bed, I thank the Lord. I said, "Thank you for everything you've given me." When I wake up in the morning, if because my eyes open, if I can see, uh, I have I'm, I'm having gratitude because first of all I woke up, the second of all I can see, and I believe that if more people would be grateful for what they have and not worried about what Tom on Instagram is doing, they would be, have a more enjoyable life. And I believe the more gratitude you have for what the world has given you, the more you're gonna get, you know what I'm saying? I do and I
1: wanna emphasize that, I love it. So uh, you said you lost your sight, so I wanna go back to your point, but so let's do your point first and I'm gonna ask you about the sight piece. Cause I have really bad eyes too. And I want to ha- do a little eye trade here. <laughs> anyway, you said you're grateful. You woke up in gratitude. You said you're grateful cause your eyes opened at all and you're breathing and then you- you're grateful cause you can see. And I-, I couldn't agree with you more if people, and I mean each of you listening, people, whose people, everybody, you, if people would choose, and this is a choice, to be grateful for each thing they have, instead of focusing on lack or sadness for each thing they don't have yet, two things will happen. You will feel better all day long and you'll get more of those things. Now, Think about that for a minute. You'll feel more excited, happier, more joyful all day long, and you'll get more of those things by worrying about them less. Yep. You
2: agree and, you know, with that? I, yeah, and, and I just had a friend of mine, David Meltzer, was on the show uh, this week, and we were talking about how gratitude and anxiety cannot occupy the same space. Mm-hmm. So you can't be anxious and have gratitude at the same time. So if you have more gratitude in your life, then, then you'll have less anxiety in your life.
1: So I want to ask you a question uh, there, lots of people teach gratitude and they teach it in different ways. Uh, I remember a coach I met a long time ago when I very first started my coaching journey, like maybe 14 years ago. And she talked about a practice that she had And she gave it a funny name and that's why it stuck with me. And it's called a rampage of appreciation. And so she spent some short period of time, a couple of minutes, as fast as she could listing all the things she's grateful for, even small things like my foot and my hand and my eyes and the window that's not broken and even some silly things. But just the idea was to get in the space of expressing gratitude. Another way and one that I really find effective is to slow way down and not just write 50 things or 100 things or however many you can think of or say or write down, but to pick one and to live at a time, you can do a different one each day, but to live in the gratitude of that thing, all the ways you're grateful for it. So if you're thinking about vision, what it lets you see, what you get to experience because of it, what you're not missing because of it, how it could be much worse than it isn't, And until, and live in the gratitude of that one thing until you viscerally experience in your body that feeling that we get when we're really grateful for something. And, you know, it's like, oh, and we have a visceral feeling about it. I find that's a really powerful way, and at least for me, does a lot more for all of the things that we talked about than a whole bunch of million gratitude things. I don't know. What do you do?
2: Well, um, my friend, John Lee Dumas wrote a book called a hundred days and I've done it four times now, but the beginning of every is a journal. And the beginning of every day, he asks, what are the three things you're most grateful for? And, you know, today was my health, my family and, and my, um and my, and my kids that those are my, my, that was my three things that I was very grateful for. But, you know, for me, um they say that the man with no, no shoes can't comp- complain to the man with no feet. So what I do is I always realize, you know, where I've been. You know, I've been homeless. I've lived in a crack house. I ate out of trash cans. So now everything is, is – I'm in the bonus. I'm living in the bonus world now. When I go out to dinner with my wife, I order filet mignon and I order lobster tail. Just, but I do it because I like it, but also because I remember where I've been, and I'm grateful that I'm not there anymore. And I and I, and I believe, you know, I think like the world is like a parent. You know, if we have a kid and they're grateful for what we have, we give them, and take care of it. Of course, we want to give more. But if we're like that little brat, they're not going to get anything. Well, the world is the same way, and the world's going to treat you the way that you act.
1: There's another nugget. People write that down. The world's going to treat you the way that you act. Uh, Another corollary to that is people treat you like you teach them to. So if you act fearful, they'll treat you like you're afraid. If you're arrogant, they'll treat you like, you know, with disdain because you're being arrogant. If you're humble and loving, they'll treat you with open arms and welcome you in. So how do you want to be? the the most important people come to me as a coach all the time i want to make more money i want to fix this i want to fix that i want i want i want i want and here's the magic secret and i'm going to give it to you free here it is you can have anything you want you can have anything you want and i mean that the ticket to having that thing is figuring out Who do I have to be? How do I have to show up every day, every conversation? How do I have to show up to be the person who creates that for which that thing is a natural outcome? And I'll do a specific example. and I want you to comment on that. I want more clients. I'm working with an imaginary coach. I have lots of coaches that are clients, but let's pretend it's an imaginary, I want more clients. Okay, cool. Who do you have to be? How do you have to act, show up, talk, you know, interact with the world and each person so that it is natural for people to come and sign up with you? What are the kinds of questions, attitudes, thoughts, feeling, who do you have to be? And so being is number one, A, top of the list, everything. If you figure that out, you can have whatever you want. What do you think
2: about that? I I totally agree. And I believe that um, a lot of us, including me, um, struggle with imposter syndrome like yesterday i interviewed a gentleman he just wrote um put out a new movie this this week he's a director put out with ron perlman put out a new book called the last i mean new movie called the last victim and he was talking about how he felt even though he's the director of a multi-million dollar film with ron how you know with ron perlman and he's struggling with imposter syndrome and i think a lot of us you know has to get out of that imposter syndrome and realize you're good enough. You know, you can do it, but sometimes you have to take action. You have to step out and start doing it instead of, you know, because there's difference between a human being and a human doer. You know, I'm a human doer, I'm not a human being. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I do,
1: I do. And here's the connection between what I said and what you said. When you decide who you're being, then what to do, flows naturally from that. It's automatic. Let's talk about someone who's not fit. Okay. If I say I'm going to just start doing things, I'm going to try to go to the gym and force myself to eat different and do all this stuff. There's a disconnect because in my mind, I'm still unhealthy, overweight, negative, And then there's all this conflict. If you change how you feel about yourself, you learn to love yourself and you see yourself as a healthy, capable person. Of course I'm that because then of course I exercise because I'm this the doing becomes really easy when you're when you stop fighting with that imposter syndrome when you realize you are divine richard i'm looking at your face you're a divine being i don't care how many garbage cans you ate out of i don't care where you've been i don't care any of that because today here in 2022 you are a loving kind light you are that sunset behind you you are a beacon of light giving life hope and invitation to everybody to be grateful, to love themselves, to do something to make someone feel good today. So that's all that matters today.
2: Yeah, and like somebody told me, I, I can't remember who I wish I remembered that, yesterday does not exist. In, in reality, yesterday does not exist and tomorrow doesn't exist. All we have is today. And for me, i rather give my children my presence than presence, you know what I mean?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. totally agree. Your presence, who you're being is more important than anything. You being your authentic, real self in every moment in every interaction is, is so important. I love that. So I wanna know more about, I wanna know the name of your other book. I want you to tell our listeners, every single thing that you're doing maybe you can't do every single thing, most of the things that you're doing to add good to the world. I want to give them every opportunity to find you, to follow you, to understand you, to learn about your story, to support you in your gifting of love and time to people. Tell us about everything you're doing that's good, how you're adding good to the world, how to find you, what you've written, what you've done about your podcast, all of it
2: all right well um my book like i said it's available on amazon it's called a hero's journey from darkness to light um like i said all the money goes to help uh, veterans so if you just check it out i'd appreciate it um i got a lot going on now uh, i because when i was in the military i got hooked on energy drinks so as i became an old fart now um i'm only allowed one a day so i created my own coffee i created vertical momentum coffee so if people love coffee and, and again, all the proceeds go to help veterans struggling. Um, so if you, if you love coffee with a mission, check out Vertical Momentum Coffee. Um, the book, of course, and now we're writing another book with my co-author, C.J. Ives. It's called Too Dumb to Quit. And it's going to be a, st- a story of all, a lot of the guests that I've had come on the show talking about resiliency, the reason why they don't quit, the reason why Navy SEALs only make 10% graduate, but why do those ten percent graduate? So we're going to get into more of the mindset of not quitting. Uh, the podcast, i mean, yeah—the podcast, vertical momentum, resiliency podcast. We're in the top one percent in the world. That doesn't matter, but we're changing lives. So if you like—if you like pe- people, interesting stories, people coming back, then the podcast is for you. Other than that, um, oh, I, I this is—I um, also when we were coming up, there was a, pro- a program called Dare. Which was the drug abuse uh, helps kids with the in our town with drug abuse. So I'm, I'm the uh, coordinator helping kids get off of drugs, staying away from drugs and alcohol. So uh, that's all I'm doing. That uh, it keeps me busy. So I'm I'm still uh, doing five ed- episodes a week. So I'm still I'm still crushing it on the podcast. So really, I'm just trying to pay it forward any way I can, and just to let. And if anybody, like the shirt that I'm wearing, uh, the three most important words in the English language are today I decide. Because you do not have to be the same person when you go to bed tonight that you were when you woke up. You can change. And a lot of people say, no, I can't change. And I tell them, yes, you can. Just imagine you're having your lunch, phone call rings at your doctor. He just tells you you have terminal cancer. Your mindset is going to change in a split second because now you want to live and enjoy life. So anybody can change. It's like we talked about, you just have to take the action to change. And I just want I'm just a guy out there that's willing to say, listen, if this ninth grade dropout can do it, anybody can do it. So that's what I'm up to.
1: I love it. And I'm going to ask you, I know you've probably given all that to my staff, but would you please send me an email? with those the name of the book the, the, and the links to podcasts and things. So I can make sure that we put that there. I love oh, what you're doing. Uh, and, and I want people to follow you. I want them to, to bathe in your sincerity. I want them to bathe in the love that you have for those that you're helping. I want them to just feel the truth, the sincerity, and the kindness. If you drink coffee, I don't. Buy Vertical Momentum coffee. Why wouldn't you, right? Vertical Momentum podcast. Read these things, choose. Today you decide, so decide. Decide that even if you do something little, if you made a 1% change in who you're being, right here, right now, today, and then did it again. Do you realize that by Labor Day, you'd be 100% different? Yeah. yeah. Plus or minus a few days. I don't know if it's 100 days, but pretty close. Yeah. Okay? You know, certainly by Halloween. And Halloween's coming either way. I mean, the calendar's clicking. The question is, today, do what Richard said. Today, I decide.
2: You know, just like uh, like the book um, James Clear wrote called Atomic Habits. You know, 40% of our day is just our habits. We, we don't even realize that we're doing it. So, like you said, if we, you know, if you get on a plane and the pilot says, all right, we're just going to go one degree different today. Okay, well, if you're going 100 miles, that's one thing. But that one degree, if you're going to go 12, 15 hours in a plane, all of a sudden you're all over here. You're in
1: a different continent, even maybe, right?
2: And yeah. it's just the one, just making that 1% change a day.
1: Thank you. It's been delightful to have you today. Uh, I want you guys to check the stuff out. I mean, he's going to send me these links. I'm going to put them in there. You can, you, you don't have to, one of the big reasons people don't do things is fear. They're afraid of what will happen. They're afraid they'll fail. They're afraid of this, that, and the other. How big a factor was fear? In your life before you made the changes you've made,
2: I was always afraid and I acted out big and being big, bad, bully. You know, I was macho um, until I faced my fear. And then I realized that everything I want in life is on the other side of fear.
1: So I'm <laughs> inviting, thank you. I'm sorry, go ahead, finish your sentence.
2: Let people know that, you know, um, everything you want in this life is on the other side of fear, because in the end, it really doesn't matter if you um, take that chance or not, because, you know, the, the, the graveyard is the richest place in the world, because that's where all dreams go to die from people that did not take that chance or feared what other people would say. And other people do not matter it's your life.
1: So, in that context, I, I created something also, and I want to share that both with you, Richard, and with the listeners too uh, a course called Live Without Fear. And it comes from all kinds of experiences that I've had, including dying and writing a book, Walking Without Fear, and all that jazz. So, livewithoutfear.ca, because I live in Canada, livewithoutfear.ca is a place to find out about that too. I love everything you've shared with us today, Richard. Thank you for being here
2: and being part of our show. And guys, if, make sure you get listen to Vertical Momentum Resiliency Podcast. Listen and find Kelly's interview. It's a game changer.
1: Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Uh, all right. So, I want you to go back through this podcast. It's been full of really good nuggets. It's been full of truth, and it's not about collecting nuggets. It's about making the choice that Richard has on his shirt. Today you decide. Decide what? Get 1% better. Take 1% more responsibility for your life. Do one thing more to be more grateful and to make people happy. And if you do that, you will have more of the things you want, and you'll be able to create your ultimate life. Why open your heart